I am Sally Sexy. I'm Mitch Gigundo. And this is the Crazy Camming Couple Podcast. With special guest star, Lily the Barking Bean. If you're going to wait for me to come, you're going to be waiting a long goddamn time, motherfucker. And hello, my lovelies. And happy Halloween is my most favorite time of the year. And we are set to have a wonderful weekend. And I hope you are too. And I will be bestowing upon you all the happy horniest, horniness that I can give and twinkle, twinkle. So you're twinkle, twinkling your little happy horniness everywhere. I am. My little ass is twinkling everywhere. Yes, you are. You have been quite, you've been twinkling quite a lot lately. Yeah, I know. You're quite the twinkler. I know. Quite the I twinkler. Know. Oh my goodness. We have so much. We have, we have, it's going to be a, quite a jam-packed mm-hmm. uh, holiday mm-hmm. Halloween show here. Yeah, we're going to do our top five of the most common questions we are asked. Yes, yes, yes. And we are going to be, dun, 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 we are going to be reading an erotic ghost story mm-hmm. called Taken by the Ghost. I like it. Yeah. Pounded by the ghost. Pounded by the ghost. Everybody else that we know is off in the... Uh-huh. And it's by Jillian Valentine. Mm-hmm. She's a naughty girl. She sure is. Oh, uh-huh. very, very, very fun this week. So, yeah, this is one of my most fa- favorite times of the year. It is... It's just getting a little chilly, getting a little darker, mm-hmm. getting a little snuggly. Oh, yeah. Right? Hell, yeah. That's what I, I like about this time of year. It starts to get rid inside. We're indoors more often, so mm-hmm. I'm wrapped around sexy much more often. Hell yeah, we are very mm. cuddled up together, mm. and it is just wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. And I'll be honest, I'm ready. I'm really, I'm really, really ready to hibernate this year. I'm ready to dig in and just ride out the winter <laughs> under a blanket, crammed up next to Jugundo. Interesting choice of words. Yeah. Ride out the winter. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I really, I just, I feel like I really need to batten down the hatches this year. It's been, you know, with everything going on in the fucking world and the bullshit and everything, it's just, it's going to be a drag in a way. That's why we should have gone to the, uh, we should have, but I I, sort of, I guess I sort of backed out going to the uh, I would have went. Exotica convention. I yeah, think. I would have went. Edison, New Jersey. It was free. What was it? Free? Oh, yes. It's Ladies Free Friday, yeah. so you get a free ticket on Friday. I totally would have went. All right. Well, we'll have to go next year. But yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe maybe our fans will come next year and they'll meet us there. That might be interesting. Yeah. Oh, we'll my be goodness. Able to, oh. We'll sign autographs. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be, that'd be so much fun. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. That would be, that'd be yeah. funny. That would be mm-hmm. funny. But yes, mm-hmm. so we're planning on being there next year. We'll be there on yeah, count on us. I'll be waggling my tushy around. Yeah, she had her little sexy outfit on last night. She said, I would totally walk around in this sexy yeah. thing, uh, Jagundo, but uh, you're going to I'm gonna have to be latched onto you like a freaking with a vice grip because I'll fall over in these heels. Yeah, they're what? Eight-inch stilettos that light up and... They are eight-inch stripper heels that do light up. Yeah. You will be the stripper heel of the town. I just, I have so many shoes and I just can't get these things off my feet. I absolutely love them. <laughs> I'm like, you sure you want to? It's very hard to ride you uh, backwards cowgirl and get on the couch to do all this stuff. I'm wearing shoes. I'm like, well, where are the different pair of shoes? I'm not wearing another pair of shoes. These are hot. 
They're my fuck me shoes. <laughs> I can't help it. Fuck me harder. My FMSs, man. Yeah, I got my fuck me shoes on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh uh, yeah. So this weekend we're devoting we're devoting uh, this weekend to uh, camming and hanging out and um, getting ready time. for the holidays. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, this, this kicks off our holiday season and we are ready. Ready? I like mm-hmm. Freddy, baby. Mm-hmm. Now, after the podcast uh, here, recording, we'll be going off into the hot tub. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I need it because you know when you cam, you tweak yourself, especially at fifty-two. You turn that neck, you turn that leg, you turn that hip the wrong way, and let me tell you, I'm always turning that hip the wrong way. Um, I need hot tubbing because I can't. I'm like a cripple afterwards. <laughs> And Jigundo, forget it. He's a pretzel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's, we finally figured out tonight with the liberator uh. that we had the liberator turned around the wrong way oh. when we were doing all this cowgirl stuff because we're always like we're our heads leaning back. And we're uh-huh. like, oh my god, my neck is killing me. Uh huh. And we're trying to get a good a good um look at the camera. Uh huh. And like, well, we should turn around. That way we could put the, and we turned around. We're like, oh my god, this is so much better. Like this, like it took us how many months yeah, to figure that one out? Uh, We're not too bright. <laughs> tonight, finally, uh, Sexy got over her fear of suffocating me while sitting on my face. Yeah, I just figured I was gonna smother her shit. No, out. no, my dick was rock hard. Well, you, you were, were, yeah, I was, I rock was looking hard. at that thing. I was like, why does it look like three inches bigger? Seriously. <laughs> Because yeah, that totally turns me on when you're just jamming your crotch down my face. And then, and, uh, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, I can do it. She's like, yeah, you sure? I'm like, I just open my mouth, keep looking away with my tongue and start breathing through my mouth. I walnutted him. <laughs> I just, I wrapped my legs around his ears and I squished them. And I'm like, you better just hold on for this one. <laughs> heaven. Ah! heaven. I've got her lips around my mouth and I'm in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight was um, tonight was a big banana night actually too. Wow, it was a marathon night. Banana is the mana. <laughs> yeah, banana's got a huge cock. We have um, we have someone. Regular. We have a yeah. I don't know what you call big banana. What he's kind of like more than that. Yeah, he's, <clears throat> he's a re- he's definitely a regular. Um, he's the sexy Swede. Yeah. And uh, he. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> he comes on and, and... Is he Swedish or German? Swedish. You keep He's confusing Swedish. him with somebody. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. But, um, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, uh, he's, he's a regular. He's always comes on. When he yeah. comes on, he stays on. Like, the man, if he came to the United States, he'd definitely be a porn star because he can just oh go and go God. and go and go and go. Yeah, he's a commitment. <gasps> like, go. he... he um, I mean, he comes and everything, and but he's big banana for a reason. He's got a massive cock. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like a twelve inch dick, but it's uh, it's got it's a big big head. It's, uh, big purpley. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, he can go. That man can go. He goes a good twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah, he's got staying power. Yeah. So when banana comes on, I know, I know, I'm committed. <laughs> You're in. I'm in. Yep. I'm, I'm committed. committed to I'm the, going for the big banana. Committed to the cock. Yeah. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I like him. He's very nice. He's very, a lot very, of fun. Very, very, very nice we guy. have a good time with big, big banana. Uh, so uh, what do you want to do? Should we do the um, top five questions that we've uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. asked while we're camming and leading? Yeah, we wanted to talk about the top five questions that we are constantly asked by our wonderful people that love us um, who 
say we're the sexiest cam couple couple out there, which I'm like floored come by on. that. I'm like, come on, I'm an old lady. Ah. Come on. Sexy's always like, come on, come on, come, come on. on. I'm like, no, I'll tell you, man, you're good looking. And then she's like, and these guys come on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm 24. I think you're just fucking hot. You're totally smoking. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, I think it's it's hot because you're you're very open too. It's like it's not like yeah. you're yeah. fucking hot, man. I look at it like when I'm watching you on the monitor when we're camming, so I can keep shit straight, and I'm like, God damn, man. Your dick was super super enormous tonight. Well, so very yeah, much. <laughs> you know when I we had Big Banana come in and um, he wanted to go a mono a mono a mono uno. <laughs> a mono, a mono woman with me, and Gigando was just sitting on the couch watching, and uh, I look over, and I'm like, what happened to your cock? It's enormous. Like, it was <clears throat> so much bigger than normally. I'm like, whoa. He's enjoying you. I'm watching, and, and uh, there's no pressure on me at all either. I don't mm -hmm. have that bang and watch the camera and everything else. Yeah. The cameras are all set up. You're just sitting here enjoying yourself. He's enjoying himself. And I'm just like, yep, have a good time. I'll be sitting here enjoying myself. I know you're looking over and you're probably like thinking, no, no, yeah, well, he seems to be having a good time. Back to our I don't reason. think I've ever seen your cock that big. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking around. Like, I feel like we need to discuss this. We'll discuss this on another episode. Okay. We'll discuss this. All yeah. right. But I was not seeing things. I saw that. Like, so you really feel as though my, my cock was bigger than normal? Yeah. Don't you? Um, it was pretty thick that this evening. I'm talking length. I'm not talking about... I mean, it was girthy, but I swear it was way longer than it normally was. Um, maybe. I was turned on. I was very turned on. You were, you were just... It's the first time I've ever seen you really go for a long time on this on that by yourself usually it's me and you and we're together and mm. we've gone with with big banana actually and we're together doing that and then i'm like i gotta tap out man i'm chilling out but it's that big banana was like uh, can i just go with uh sexy and uh he can just watch and i was like yeah that's fine so uh, we did she did her thing and i was and she you came very hard oh yeah i i always uh i don't have a problem coming i definitely know she's not like i me coming, I mean, I don't have a problem coming. It's not like I have a, a problem, but me like doing all the stuff I'm doing and trying to come and all that other stuff, it just becomes a whole mental issue with me. And my dick will stay hard forever, but my fucking ability to orgasm just goes. But she'll get there and she'll get going. She's in her zone, and the next thing you know, like there's st fucking the stars are colliding and friggin' <laughs> galaxies are exploding. Yeah. And the stars are going supernova. <laughs> when she when sexy comes, it's not like oh that was fake. No, no, she, there's no fake coming, man. Like there's there's veins that pop out of her neck. <laughs> yeah, my that, forehead. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like my head explodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good time for. I'm going for, supernova. My whole back feels good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what's the point? That's your witchy poonus coming yeah. out here. Yeah, a cup of tea, <laughs> a cookie, and, and you. Sally's sexy. <laughs> All right, so so our five, our top five things that we are asked. Now, should we go from the... Let's go believe, bottom up. Bottom up. So the, la the last one we get to will be a quickie because we've already gone over it. But yeah. I think that's good because then we'll go right into the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... The number five thing yeah. that we are asked, according to me, because it took me a while to think of it, then when I thought of it, I just wrote it down, and she was like, oh, pff, yes, mm -hmm. was, and this actually is one of the things that annoys me. Guys will come in, and they will want me to come, 
And not only will they want me to come, but they will want me to come like in like a minute and a half or two minutes because yeah. apparently they don't want to spend the money to like for me to come in a show. Yeah. You want to spend. 45 minutes in there and I'm going to be banging sexy and she's going to be blowing me. I'm going to be eating her and everything else in the world. That's how long it's going to take me to, to have an orgasm. No, I'm not going to. So yeah. how quick can Jugundo come? In fact, we had that tonight. Like, can he come? Yeah. Can he come? Can he make him come really quick? And uh, I, I, we made things happen. Mm-hmm. But um, no, the whole idea of like a guy coming quick when we're a couple on cam, it's like, no, gentlemen, Please don't don't ask that question. Go in there, enjoy, enjoy the sex, enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy the beautiful woman enjoying herself and us fucking. But please don't ask how quickly can I come. Like I picture this guy sitting at wherever he's sitting, hanging back, and furiously masturbating, mm-hmm. wishing he could come as quickly as possible. Like I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a dude, so it's like um, I mean. It, it, my equipment works a little differently. Like, if I'm going to do that, I'm there. I'm there for the duration. Like, this isn't going to be a two-minute stunt. <laughs> no. We're talking a good 15, 20 minutes, and I'm going to blow... Like, like, like he said, stars are going to collide. I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the skies come tumbling down. Tumbling down. That is a great song. That's a good song. I have to play it after. You, oh uh, my god! Yeah, I need to hear this in the hot tub. What is good that? Good idea. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 it. Like like she said, like I, I, that's what me. Like even when I used to master. Well, I still masturbate, but um, I watch porn. I'm gonna watch 25, 35 minutes worth of porn, hanging out. Like just you know, just relax and just let the uh, let the edging go. So no, how quickly can I come? Mm-mm. Nah, don't 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 worry about it. Wrong I can come. person to ask that too. Yeah. That's um, like a big banana. Yeah, like, don't, don't ask, ask big, big banana. banana. Like, who can I come? Yeah, because when he comes, too, just like you, it, there's a lot of power behind it. Yeah, you better watch out. Yeah, man. like it ended up all over his chest. Yeah, Holy crap. It was, a, it was a heavy-duty hitter. The big B. Yeah. All right, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, what's the next one? Let me see. Uh Oh, yeah, we get this one a lot. Are we married? No. And we are not married. No, we're, we're not. We're not married. There are not, no. There's not a, a piece of paper for, uh, nope. for the United States government that says nope. sexy and, and... I don't own him. He don't own me. And, um, yeah, but... There's a big butt here. There's a, a huge, big, big butt. wide butt here. And it's not my butt either. No. Mm-hmm. But, um... The big but is, is that, no, we're not married, but we've been together, it's, we're, well, it's over 16 years now. Going on 17 years. Yeah, we're going on 17 soon. 16 going on 17. (laughs) Oh my God, do you regret it yet? (laughs) No, I don't regret it at all. So, yes, we've been together for almost 17 years, 16 and a half years, and um, we are not married. There is nothing that's signed between us. Uh, Well, actually, I do have a will that I wrote out that she has. It says, she gets everything, should I drop dead? Yeah, and I'm still like, oh, I should really write a will. (laughs) And You know what? I had that whole, like, panic attack at work the other day, and I'm like, I still have not written a fucking will. Good God, what's going to happen if I drop dead? Don't drop dead (laughs) at me. Uh, yeah, that would suck. So, um, 
you know, why, why aren't we married? Because if we actually got married with the amount of money that we make, we would put a fucking huge amount of taxes. Yeah. Every year, and it would suck. <laughs> yeah, we didn't push out puppies. Yeah, we have no kids. So, um, apparently, if you don't have kids and you're married, there's that whole marriage tax yeah, thing that really company, kicks yeah. in. You, you double your income, you have no real deductions. We have we own a home together. Yeah. But, um, and our names are both on the house, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, fuck the government. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry government. We pay you enough bullshit. Yeah. So that's uh, we we are we are not married, but we are uh, spiritually connected. Oh. In, uh, in other ways. We so are. I'm spiritually connected to his big cock. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, I'm I'm forever inside her love cave. Oh my God, love cave. Yeah, love cave. <laughs> my oh, yeah. jelly roll. My poontang. Poontang. <laughs> my fucking for JJ. My what else is there? There's a bunch of them. We got. We got to put. The, I should put a poll up on our little Twitter. Thing yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be hysterical. Oh my god. There's some really good ones too. Yeah, that was a funny. That was a funny day. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up. Uh huh. Next up on the top five of what are we are asked as a coming couple. Yeah. Is where are you guys from? Yeah. We, Where are you from? Wow, do we get that a lot. We get that a lot. And it, it, it'll vary from us not telling them exactly where we're from because it, that's not something you're supposed to do anyhow. And then telling, we'll tell them, basically what we really give them out is um, East Coast United States. That's the best answer, I that's think. That's the best answer. Yeah, and it's very unspecific. But yes. specific at the same time. It's, it's specific at the same time. I, I, I sometimes will give out a, the uh, say the incorrect state, so we give a more personal yeah. thing. But we try out a few times, and that's sort of backfired more than a few times. Yeah. On us because then. And that's some, that's usually me. That's usually my fault. I'm sorry. Um, no, we, I mean we discussed what we were gonna say and everything, and and uh, and I would say it, and they're like, "Oh, I'm from blah blah blah," and then we're like. Ugh. And I think uh, too so. Close, too we're, close. Where were he exactly? Where we're from, um, and then that that issue that we run into there, directly leads into number two. Oh my God! Yeah, it totally does. Totally leans into that because that's why they're asking where we're, we're from. from. And you want to start that one off? Yeah, that would be. Do we swing? Yes. So wingers. Are we swingers? Swingers. And virtually, yeah, we swing every night, pretty much. We're we're five, swinging. Four, four to five nights a week, we're swinging away. We're swinging back and forth. I am like so swung out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it just I I don't even know how to say. So the rules of where we do cam. Absolutely forbid that. It's yeah, not, not a hookup site. It's not a hookup. You're not allowed to give out your relocation, your phone number, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is where I live. Come on down. Kill me. Rape me. You know, whatever you want to do, even though you don't know me. But it's amazing to me that people actually want to hook up. And we've had a lot of people from California. Yeah, they, they invite. Well, if you ever want to come out. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of invites to California. Um, no, this is not something we would ever do in real life. So I just want to make that clear. Um, 
you know, we enjoy our time virtually with other people and, um, you know, and, and we're just going to stick with that, but there's no way we're going to be doing this. Yeah, we're life. not, we're not the, we're not, the, we, we haven't been invited uh, yeah. things like literally we've been mistaken yeah for swingers i guess because we're sort of just open and wacky and, and that's in real life that was in a a place where we were actually invited to join a club <laughs> yes we have different rooms yeah you can check this out and check that out and check this out yeah would you be interested and um and that came out of the blue that was like <laughs> yes, that's, way you were changing. before way before yeah. this even we even started camming. That happened years ago. And I was just trying on clothes. You, you, you were trying all these crazy... And I think what it is is like... <sighs> sexy here. We've gone to a few adult shops. And we've gone to... We used to go to the one in, in um, the La Chateau Exotique. And they loved us in there. But yeah. Sexy goes into these places. And if they have sexy outfits, she'll go try it on. Like she, she yeah. likes something. She'll... I don't think they're used to a, an attractive woman who's sort of open and will talk about things. Just, so they just assume, like, I guess, attractive, open, good-looking couple. Let's just see if they're open to the idea. Yeah. And um, and and I was like, I was like deer in headlights, like, oh. Uh? Yeah. And she was like, oh, sexy. Was like, oh, okay, oh, really, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then yeah. I, you know, we got all done. And I'm like. Um, I'm like, well, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, you know, I just, I just figured I'd listen to her, see what she had to say. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I wasn't going to put a kibosh on it. I mean, I just, I wanted to know what they were doing and what was going on. And they had rooms and, um, people that frequent, 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 frequent. yeah, <laughs> frequent, frequented these rooms, but it was a club. Yes. Yeah. And they had their own little sexy thing. And they want to know if we would have been, I guess, because we would have been a big draw. I guess so. We're trying. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I, we don't have a problem with people who want to do that. I mean, that's not a thing. No, that's, I don't have any thing. issues. Do your thing. Do your, you know. And I, I mean, I personally wouldn't be against going places where people saw us having sex. I don't think. But I wouldn't. I have no desire mm. to have sex with other people. It's just not my thing. It's just not. Yeah, no, no. I enjoy having sex with you. Mm. I mean, but I enjoy what we're doing. It's fun because other people are involved virtually. Yeah. But it, it just... You know what it is? <clears throat> it cuts out all the, all the awkwardness and the safety issues. Like, you don't have to worry about transmissible diseases. You don't have to worry about... Is this dude like or even woman just like unhinged and might be packing a knife or a fucking you know machete in there somewhere um so you don't have to worry about all these other things and it makes it very easy to enjoy ourselves and for the other people to enjoy us so i'd rather just stay on the virtual side of stuff at yeah, this yeah, you know, point having, in my having, life. Yeah, having, we're having a very fun time being sort of naughty exhibitionists on the internet. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. It's fun. I, don't know, it's, I, I didn't, uh, it took me a little while to get used to the idea that you would be perfectly okay with doing stuff like this. But um, Yeah, it's kind of weird how this all came <laughs> about, I will say. Man, you just took to it. Like, uh, now it's just like, all right, do your thing, girl. I will okay. say this, though. It's still very awkward for me. I feel very awkward when it's a one-on-one. Like, I, when I'm doing things with you, with other people, it just feels natural and safe. 
you know, but still at this point in my uh, mental state, I just, I find, even tonight, it was very um, new for me to be one-on-one -on -one with someone else. Even with me sitting right next to you in this night. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get jealous. I don't get There's nothing that bothers me at all because it's just, I mean, I've looked at beautiful women by myself and, and I've looked at you by myself too. And so I'm like, if a guy finds you attractive and he's pleasuring himself looking at you and, and you're going, oh yeah, you like that. It doesn't look done anyway. Well, I think, I think it, it, it's like anything. I think even with, with this in general, in the beginning, it felt very awkward to me. And then I just kind of kicked in and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. But I think even with the one-on-ones with other people, I think eventually that awkwardness would just go away and it just feel natural the way I do now because it is kind of weird how I just kind of took to it. Yeah, you just don't, oh, you're a, you're, you've always been a pretty, I mean, when I met you, you were, you know, you had all the things that happened to you, but you were still a very open person. Like, you weren't afraid to, like, say, hello, hi, hey, ho, hi, hi. Um, you know, you, I remember I met you, and you would, it was something that you invited me over to your house or gave me your real phone number or something, and mm -hmm. I was like, you're beating people on the Internet. This is very important to do this. Yeah, <laughs> you're I know. On, on, I'm a little online. too trusting. Yeah, I was like, you're a little too trusting. So, um, you're, you know, you're, you're, you have the ability to, uh, to do that. Yeah, it's a little distracting to me when I'm trying yeah, to like, get, get things together she, and you're playing with the dog. She's having a little... I'm just like, whatever. Um, but... So the, the bottom line is, no, we are not swingers. We don't go to swinger clubs. We don't do swingers. So. No. I have a very angry being, and it's like, I we can't... Leave her alone and she won't do anything. Stop touching me! You're touching me! You're having a three-way with a dog here, and the dog is right I'm not touching her! <laughs> So that that answers the uh, that's number two on. That's number two. Are you swingers? Do you swing? Da 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 da. No. Not in real life. No, not in no. real life. We, do, we don't uh, we don't go out and go to swinger clubs uh -uh. and all that stuff. Yeah. We're very tight together. No. And um, number one on the list, which we've already been through, but which I'll let the sexy. Oh boy. Answer, but this is number one. We've already been over this, but the number one thing that we always get asked all the freaking time. And I mean, on any given night. Yes. It could be upwards to ten to fifteen times a night. Yep. This is the big one. Do I do anal? Well, no. The question is, anal? Do yes. you do anal? anal. And then I'm anal, like, well, who are they talking about? Is it me or him? And let me finish because, you know, I was like, I said that and he's like, well, just so you know, when they say anal, most people are, are, he's like, people are talking about you. If they're talking about me, meaning Chigundo, they're going to be like, can they peg him? Although, now this is what Chigundo tells me. <laughs> so... And he was totally proven wrong by this because we had a we had a person come in and the question came up, do you do anal? And I said no. And he's and the person was like, No, him. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Well yes, I do take it in the ass. Mm -hmm. But um And it was called anal. Yes. But still it, still the number one thing that we get asked all the time is 
Anal, anal, anal. That's so true. Yeah, so um, we've been over, we, we did a whole thing about no anal, but yeah. that's the one, that's the number one, but yeah. the, uh, we figured people would be interested in it because a lot of people out there actually probably do, Cam, what, what do you get asked? So yeah. Those, those are the big, uh, yeah. the big five. The big five point O's. So that we've gone through all our, a little question thing. Um, is it time for the uh, Halloween erotic ghost story? Oh yeah, we have a Halloween erotic ghost story. So how are we doing story. this? How are we doing this there? Holly? I'm uh, going to read Sally, so Sally, many Sally, pages Sally. and then you're going to read the rest. All right. All right. So this is Taken by the Ghost by Jillian Valentine. Now mind you, I have never read this, so... This is all going to be new to me, too. All right. Chapter one. Ms. Anderson. I'm really very sorry, but this is on, the only property we have on the books right now within your budget. Maybe next month we'll have something a little better. But at the moment, this is all we have to offer. If you're interested, you can move in whenever you're ready. Call me. The voicemail beeped. The end of the message. Damn. Thought Carrie slapping the table with her palm. A little tea spilled over the edge of her cup and the waitress gave her a scolding look. The call had come from her hometown's one and only letting agent. If they didn't have any other anything else to offer, that meant there simply wasn't another option. The house on Willow Lane was her only chance to have a roof over her head. Not good news, I take it. John set his coffee mug back on the wobbling table, steadying it with his hand. No, not good at all. There's barely anything in my price range. The only place available on a short lease is the creepy old cottage on the edge of town. Everything else has been snapped up by the holiday home crowd. God, I used to hate walking past that house. Scared the shit out of me. John frowned. Tell me again why you don't just stay at your sister's place. We... We don't see eye to eye, Carrie replied. As soon as Mom died, she moved herself into my folks' place and started spending their money. We haven't spoken since the funeral, and the thought of spending weeks under each other's feet is too much to bear. She swept her dark hair back and tied it in a ponytail. Okay, it's not the end of the world. I'll fly in, take care of business, and get the hell out. With a little luck, it'll only take a week or so, as long as Sarah doesn't make things difficult. John patted her tenderly on the arm. I wish I could go with you, Carrie. I really do. You shouldn't have to deal with this alone. Carrie smiled wanly. Don't worry about it. We've only been dating two months. I don't expect you to fly back to the U.S. to help me sort out my parents' estate. That's more of a six-month boyfriend obligation. John smiled, so I'm your boyfriend now. Carrie blushed. She never used the word with him. Well, yeah, if you want the job. I'll take it, John grinned. They smiled at each other in silence, and John reached out for her hand. She moved to take it, but the moment was shattered by the sound of her flight being called over the PA. Shit. Well, that's my flight. Look, I'll call you when I land, okay? I'll miss you. They briefly kissed, blocking the doorway of the cramped cafe for a moment 
before Carrie gathered up her bags and left the gate. To the sound of a sing-song Japanese announcement echoing through the departure calls, Carrie had no way of knowing, but this would be the last time she'd see Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll soon be touching down at Salem International Airport where the temperature is a brisk, refreshing 45 degrees with a chance of showers. The local time is 7.32 p.m. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for choosing United Airlines and the flight crew and I hope you have a pleasant stay in the States. The plane landed heavily and taxied into the terminal to sound to the sound of a hundred phones switching on before they were supposed to. As always, Carrie waited for the rush to die down before getting out of her seat and she strolled comfortably from the empty plane to the in the wake of the crowd. She never understood why air passengers lost their shit the moment a flight landed. She didn't get why everyone reached for the overhead lockers while the plane was still moving, or why they all stood hunched and awkward along the aisles until the doors opened. It made no sense. It's not like that two minutes head start made the luggage appear at the carousel any more quickly. Carrie had traveled light, as always, and she felt a little smug as she walked by her fellow passengers crowded like cattle around the empty baggage carousels. Her carry-on contained everything she needed to survive a couple of weeks back home. She could go without her bulky hairdryer for a little while for the sake of an easy journey. A line of cabs waited outside as she slid into the back seat. She felt a little strange directing the driver to the address of her temporary home. 213 Willow Lane, for years, she'd been terrified of the place. The cottage sat on the edge of town between her childhood home and her old high school. Alone in the middle of the dark woods, and each day for years, she quickened her pace a little as she walked by the crumbling, forbidding house. She knew it was just her imagination, but she always thought the air was a little colder near the cottage. The house was, well, it was creepy. When she was in school, it had been owned by a thin, pale, white-haired old woman who, as far as Carrie knew, set, never set foot outside. Legend had it she was a witch and that any kids who ventured into the overgrown garden were turned to compost and fed to the thick hedges that choked the light from the garden. Of course it was bull. The poor woman had probably been just some lonely shut-in, too old and infirm to take care of the thick weeds and repent the crumbling walls. Repaint the crumbling walls. <laughs> Even so, Carrie's fear of the house was one of those things that had struck, uh, stuck with her for years far beyond the age when she should have let it go. She knew there was nothing really wrong with the house but in the back of her mind, it would always be the creepy cottage where the witch lived. She'd always expect to see the ghostly figure of the old woman peering out from behind the dusty windows. She always feel she'd always feel a chill down her spine as she walked by. The cab, 
turned onto Willow Lane, passing the gateways of the large, expansive homes that have popped up on the outskirts of town in the years since she left. The road would wound on through the woods and fields, and the cottage finally appeared around the bend at the far end, a hundred meters from its closest neighbor. It was immediately obvious that the house hasn't been renovated since its owner had presumably passed on. The letting agent had warned her that it was in considerable disrepair and that it had been unoccupied for almost five years. Everything works, the agent had said when she'd called to confirm her stay. It's just a little untidy. Untidy was an understatement. She realized as the cab pulled into the driveway, the garden had grown even more out of control since she'd last seen it. In the dim twilight, she could see the hedges covered the ground floor windows and tendrils crawled up the walls as if trying to swallow the house whole. Carrie shivered as she stepped out of the cab and tipped the driver. As the car pulled back into the street, Carrie watched the red tail lights vanish around the bend, almost wishing the driver would turn back to pick her up again. Why didn't I just stay in a damned hotel? Hang the expense, she sighed, her breath condensing in the cold air, and she stepped onto the rotting porch. The old wood creaked under her feet. The key was where the agent had promised she'd find it hidden beneath a stone frog overgrown with moss. Partially hidden in a wiry hedge, hanging over the porch with difficulty, she turned it in the old stiff lock, and the door swung open with an ominous creak to reveal nothing but darkness beyond. Oh, for Christ's sake, it's just an old house. Carrie felt ridiculous shamefully aware that her arms were covered in goosebumps and the hair stood up on the back of her neck. Just a house, she said out loud, if only to comfort the comfort of hearing her own voice. She stepped over the threshold into the hallway, feeling around for a light switch, and she felt her heart rate slow as a bulb above flickered into life. She was relieved find that the old woman wasn't in the front it wasn't in front of her and ashamed at the childish fear that led her to think the long dead woman might still be there the hallway was just like that of any other old person's home the walls were a drab beige the wallpaper faded and curled up at the skirting board trinkets and dusty porcelain statues covered every surface and a stopped clock hung on the wall. Carrie walked over to it and wound the key in the side of the case, happy for the tick to break the silence. Well, house, I'm here for a while. Any witches in here, any demons, any ghosts, lost and tortured souls. Hello! There was a sudden creak, and Carrie jumped in shock as the door slammed closed behind her. She steadied herself against the wall as her heart thumped in her chest. Fuck! It's just a win, Carrie settled down. God damn it, fucking house, Jesus! 
She walked through to the living room, switching on every light she could find, and by the time the entire ground floor was blazing with electric light, her heart had slowed enough that she couldn't feel it thumping in her throat. She talked to herself as if she as she walked, comforted by the sound of her voice, until at least she found an enormous old TV set in the back room and switched it on. A local news channel played the weather forecast, and finally she felt herself relax. This isn't a creepy haunted house, Carrie. Look, there's a Bob LaCosta warning about snow flurries coming in from the west. Her phone vibrated in her pocket, and she fumbled to answer it. She craved the sound of a real, friendly human voice to remind her of the world outside. Shit, she thought. Reading the screen, it was her sister. She wasn't ready to talk to her just yet. They'd never been close, but in the two months since her mother had passed away, their relationship had become more strained than ever. Carrie had only flown in from Tokyo to make sure Sarah didn't sell off the family heirlooms to pay for a new pool. The call went to voicemail, and a moment later, the voice she felt the buzz of a new message land in her inbox. It read, I'll read it in the morning. A sudden wave of exhaustion hit her. Her clock read 9.48 p.m., but her mind wasn't sharp enough to work out the time back home. Whatever her body thought, the long flight had knocked the stuffing out of her. She needed to find a bed, and or she'd... She down where she stood, um, feeling her way through the darkness up the stairs. Carrie found her way to the light switch on the landing, and then on, and then on from bulb to glowing bulb until she finally found what looked like the guest room. She was asleep before her head hit the pillow. Chapter three. There were whispers in the darkness, beckoning. Carrie walked barefoot through the garden, stepping lightly over tangled roots and ducking through tight gaps in the hedges. She felt drawn on, compelled to keep walking despite her fear. A chill reached its icy fingers through her thin nightdress, and she craved the warmth and comfort of the house. Nightdress? I don't own a nightdress. She looked down, confused, and saw that the skin in her hands was paper thin, that of an old woman. She reached to her face in shock, feeling nothing but smooth young skin, and when she looked again at the aged claws, her hands were young again. She also noticed that she now wore her regular school clothes, a plaid skirt and a white blouse. But I'm not in school, that was years ago. She couldn't shake that fog of confusion that surrounded her mind. She didn't know why she was in the garden or even what year it was. She looked down again to find the nightdress had returned, white and flowing, but her hands were that of a young woman. That's, that's right, I'm 28, Carrie Anderson, 28 years old. I live in Tokyo. What am I doing here? A shape moved in the corner of her eye. Her head turned sharply. And through the thick hedges, she saw a white shape through the dusty window. The old woman. Carrie smiled. And the woman smiled back. And then, what just happened? She was inside, looking out herself, through the window. The girl outside was a teenager again, staring in fear at an upper window. Carrie felt someone take her by the hand. She turned, but she could only see shadow. The darkness clasped her hand lovingly, pulling her gently through the room and towards the staircase. 
She knew she should be afraid, but something about the darkness comforted her. She knew she was safe, warm and loved. She was suddenly in the master bedroom, milky moonlight spilled in through the window and across the bed. The bed looked so inviting. Mm. She knew it wasn't hers, but she couldn't resist lying down. The sheets were warm, as if the previous occupant had just climbed out from beneath the duvet, and she lay on her side and hugged the thick, feathery pillow. Mm -hmm. She felt the presence slide into the bed behind her, and she found she couldn't turn to see who it was. It felt as if the sheets had frozen, holding her firmly in place on her side. Mm -hmm. No, she whispered, her voice barely louder than a breath. No, I have to, I have to get up. Through the fog of confusion, she couldn't remember anything. Why do I have to get up, work, school? Nothing made sense. All she knew was that she wasn't supposed to be here. She didn't belong. This wasn't her home. Her nightdress felt as if it was shrinking around her. The flowing silk tightened, freezing her even more firmly. She felt it stretch and tear, and the shredded silk slid like snakes down to her wrists and ankles. She was flipped suddenly onto her front, burying her face in the pillow, so she struggled to breathe, and the remains of her nightdress bound her ankles like rope. Her legs splayed wide across the bed, stretching her beyond the point of comfort, and she felt the, the silk tighten as it bound itself to the bedpost. No, please, stop. I shouldn't be here. This is wrong. Strong hands ripped her thighs and stretched her legs still wider. She screamed into the pillow, but it sounded wrong, as if her voice was coming from deep underwater. Hands pushed down her back, dozens of them, hundreds. She was pressed into the bed, and she felt herself penetrated from behind. Ooh. The feeling was incredible, as if she was filled entirely. The silk at her ankles yanked her sharply back under her attacker, burying him deep inside her pussy. Ooh. And her body lifted slowly from the bed until she hung in the air as if suspended by wires, and her body moved back and forth in the largest penis she'd ever felt inside her. Wow. Carrie moaned, terrified by what was happening, aroused, but aroused by beyond belief. The hands on her back moved around her body, cupping her breasts, pulling her hair, gripping her ass. Mm. They squeezed and stroked, and she felt her orgasm gush forth as her attacker came inside her. She felt drenched in his cum, overflowing mm. and soaked by it. Her body writhed in ecstasy, and she screamed obscenities into her pillow as her drenched pussy sprayed juices down her legs and across the soaked sheets her eyes snapped open the room was brightly lit by an old cobweb laced chandelier carrie looked around in confusion she was in the guest room the same room she remembered stumbling into in her exhaustion was that a dream the sheets were tangled around her legs drenched with sweat and carrie felt a presence between her legs something thick and hard was inside her filling her and stretching her what the... she pulled aside the sheets and gasped in shock at what she saw Something dark emerged from her pussy, and it took a moment before she realized that it was wooden. She gently slid it out, wincing as pain as its hidden ridges and bulges stretched her tender lips as it moved. It was a bedpost. At one corner of the bed was a cracked stump, sharp and splintered, where the post had been heaved from its home. What the fuck? whispered Carrie. She crawled to the corner of the bed, her pussy aching from her, what, sleep? Masturbation? What the fuck did I do? The bedpost was thick, at least three inches across at the base. She couldn't believe she snapped it off herself. And she moved to another corner and gave the other post an experimental pull. It didn't shift by so much as an inch. The old wood was far too strong for her to break. Carrie had never been so confused. She could barely remember climbing the stairs to go to bed, but she was almost certain she hadn't undressed before falling asleep. Her clothes were nowhere to be seen, and neither were her bags. The, the room was empty apart from the bed. 
the nightstand and a silk nightdress hung on a hook beside the door. The sound of her phone ringing startled her. The tone was muffled and quiet, but it was clearly coming from inside the room. She climbed from the bed and followed the sound, eventually tracking it to the bottom of the drawer of the nightstand. This jet lag must be worse than I thought. Carrie couldn't remember even seeing the nightstand when she entered the room. She was certain she hadn't put her cell in there. The caller ID told her it was John calling, and she felt a little better at the prospect of talking to him. Hello. The line crackled with interference, and John's voice sounded as if it was being redirected from the moon. Carrie? Carrie, is that you? Yes, it's me. Oh, John, so good to hear your voice. I miss you. John's voice came back full of fear and worry. Carrie, where the hell have you been? I've been trying to reach you for weeks. Fuck, I've been worried half to death. What, what are you talking about? I spoke to you yesterday. Yesterday, Carrie, the last time I spoke was the day you left Tokyo. Nobody has seen you since. Carrie shook her head in confusion. John, this was just a few hours ago. I'm at the house right now. Is this some kind of joke? He began to speak, but his voice was lost in crackling interference. The cell beeped twice as the call cut off. And when Carrie looked at the display, the battery bar flashed empty for a moment before the phone switched itself off. What the fuck is going on? She looked around the room in confusion, desperate for some sign that this too was nothing but a vivid dream. She pinched herself, but the sharp pain told her that this was very real. Something in the corner of her eye caught her attention, hidden deep on the shadows of the drawer in which she'd found her cell. It was an old, tattered journal, its yellowing pages obviously many years old. Carrie didn't know why, but she felt compelled to open the book. Mm. He came for me again last night. Mother doubts my sanity, but I'm certain this is more than a fantasy. I feel he means no harm. He loves me, I'm sure, but his attentions are tender, and he offers nothing but joy. Mm. I welcome his visits. The thin, spidery handwriting could have belonged to anyone, but Carrie suspected this was a journal of the old woman who lived in the house when she... Carrie was a child. She read on. Oh, such comfort, but this passing was enough to drive me to the very brink, and it's only our brief, too brief interludes that allowed me to hold on. I asked him to lay me down more often, but he returns only once or perhaps twice each week. Oh, how I wish he could stay with me every day. Carrie turned another page. Age has withered me, but my appearance has thankfully not diminished his hunger for me. Still he visits, and still he brings me his gift. I fear for the day my frail form could no longer survive his attentions. I could not bear to lose him. I pray he stays until my dying day. Mm. I no longer ask who he is, angel, demon. The truth is unimportant. All that matters is that his love is real. Page after page, the journal told of a love affair spanning decades. If the words had been written by the old woman, she certainly hadn't been one for daily updates. The slender volume seemed to stretch from her teenage years through to her old age. The final page was unremarkable, just a description of a visit from her lover. There were still a dozen unfilled pages. Carrie picked one at random. Time was confusing. Since Mother passed, I seemed to lose track of the days. Sometimes I lay down to sleep on Sunday and wake to find it Thursday. I don't understand how, but of late it almost seems as if he makes me sleep when he cannot visit. I wake only when he wants me. I often wish I could lead a life beyond these walls, but if this is the price of her love, it is a price I am more than happy to pay. Carrie dropped the journal to the floor in shock, realizing that this described exactly what was happening to her. While she slept, weeks had passed. She couldn't begin to explain how, but it seemed she was under the control of whatever had visited the woman in the journal. She realized she needed to get out of the house immediately, but when she reached the bedroom door, she found her steps slowing as if she were walking through water. She couldn't quite reach the door, and her hands refused to obey her commands to reach out for the handle. Shh, the voice seemed real, but Carrie was sure it existed only in her mind. Calm yourself, it said. She felt the strong hand stroke her hair, 
And where she expected to feel fear, she felt nothing but peace. She was aware of a presence behind her, comforting her. She belonged here. She now knew this was her home. Her feet lifted from the ground, and she fell slowly backwards, gliding gracefully towards the bed. As she arrived, the duvet peeled back, and whatever force was supporting her lowered her gently to the soft, warm mattress. The window suddenly crashed open, and though there was no wind, the light curtain tore from its rod, whipping across the room to the bed, where it wrapped tightly around Carrie's naked body. She couldn't move even if she wanted to. The fine silk froze around her skin tight, holding her in place, and almost immediately the presence made itself felt. The room filled with a mass, powerfully masculine scent, that of wood smoke, cologne, and the sweat of honest toil. The room filled with a light mist, and through the air, shapes emerged, twisting and shifting. Sometimes she saw the body of a man for a brief moment, sometimes a face smiling warmly. And then she felt the weight, as if a man had climbed on the bed. The springs creaked, and depressions formed in the mattress where the body lay straddling her. Carrie gasped as he entered her. The silk shroud holding her in place shifted, sliding into her pussy as the invisible erection stretched her lips. She moaned in ecstasy, her fingers digging into the bed. She looked down her body and was amazed to see the soft silk stretching around her as it pushed into her tight hole. She expected pain but felt nothing but pleasure. You're mine. The voice whispered in her mind, stay with me. Yes, she could not help but yell out, I'm yours, God, I'm yours. A tear formed in the silk wrapped tightly across her, her tight, gushing pussy, and another across her asshole. Her body was lifted into the air, and she felt him enter both her holes at the same time. It was overwhelming, orgasmic. She cried out as the first climax washed over her. It was pure joy, and unlike anything she had ever experienced. Her entire body sang out with pleasure as he came into her, filling her with ghostly seed. Please... Please fuck me harder. Oh God, fuck me. Her voice came out as a whisper and she felt herself driven hard into the mattress as he pushed her more firmly, delving her deeper inside her. A thousand kisses caressed her body, lighting up every inch with tingling joy and still he filled her, stretched her as he lay, as she lay in her bed with her pussy thrust into the air for him. Long into the night he pleasured her, giving her climax after climax, long after she thought she could take no more. He pulled her around the room, lifting her on the bedpost, pressing her against the thick, cold doorknob, bending her over the window still as he fucked her deep. Finally, after hours of constant pleasure, she felt him slide out from her. Her body felt stretched and spent, and when she touched between her legs, she felt her juices dripping thickly down her thighs. She lay in a daze for hours, wishing he would return to her once more. She slept for how long she didn't know. The sun shone outside when her eyes opened, but she had no clue of the day. It didn't matter. Tokyo didn't matter. John didn't matter. Her sister and her parents' estate were far from her mind. Over the following weeks, several things happened. The house was bought by the young woman who had rented it briefly. The realtor was happy to offload the property and didn't give it a second thought that the woman had seemed so averse to staying there when she moved in. John received a letter of farewell, brief and confusing. He was upset for a few weeks, but he quickly moved on with his life. Finally, the school children who passed the house each day began to talk about the witch who lived there. A woman, often seen through the dusty windows. She never left the house, they said. She simply stood at the windows and smiled. Sometimes a shape could be seen behind her, almost as if it were a man. But the legend quickly grew that she lived alone, and that any child who ventured into her garden would be used to compost the hedges. The ghost visited often.
the orgasmic end. <laughs> well, that was very Woo! naughty. She decided to stay. That was like uh, a super fucking erotic, the ghost and Mrs. Muir. If Mr. Mm-hmm. Muir, if, if, uh, if the ghost had a 12-inch cock that fucking could pound her all fucking night long. Well, there's two cocks because it went in both directions. Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, that's pretty That's pretty naughty what you got there, sexy. Well, it's, you know, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, and that was not no hollow fucking weenie. <laughs> no, but we just want to say we hope everybody has a wonderful and safe weekend. And um, this witch is bestowing upon you all... Happy horniness and twinkle, twinkle. Good night from uh, Mr. Gigando and uh, may your erections <laughs> never be ghostly. <laughs> Unless you're that ghost. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he uh, did a good job. That would definitely be me as a ghost being with you. I'd be oh like, I'd be, yeah, I'd be nonstop sex. Yeah, oh, that, would, that would pretty much, like, I don't die first. All right. Happy Halloween from Yehundo McGhosty. And happy Halloween from Sally Sexy. Twinkle, twinkle. And enjoy your life and be happy. As always, thank you for listening. This is Sally Sexy bestowing upon you all the happy horniness that you could possibly ever have. Twinkle, twinkle. And this is Mitch Gigundo, hoping that your creative juices never stop flowing. Ah.